0: Welcome to the Strategy-Driven Leadership Conversation, Relational Leadership, Attracting and Retaining Top Talent, part two of two. On behalf of the entire Strategy-Driven team, I would like to welcome you to this edition of the Strategy-Driven Leadership Conversation, Relational Leadership, Attracting and Retaining Top Talent, Part two of two. The strategy-driven leadership conversation focuses on the values and behaviors characteristic of highly effective leaders. Complementing the strategy-driven management and leadership articles, these conversations examine the real-world challenges managers face every day that aren't easily solved with a new or redesigned process and instead demand the application of soft leadership skills achieve a positive outcome in this episode Frank McIntosh author of the relational leader a revolutionary framework to engage your team shares with us his insights on how the attraction of key talent can be heightened and the undesired attrition of top employees significantly reduced through development of a positive reinforcing workplace environment where people feel they are valued and have the opportunity to grow. So now, without any further delays, let's get started. Now, Frank, we're talking about attracting people and retaining them in an organization. But I've come to believe that there is some attrition that is necessary. That Sometimes we have folks that are in our organization that maybe they're not a good cultural fit. Sometimes we have folks that just simply don't possess the knowledge, skills, and experiences that our organization needs or could even properly use to to their fullest benefit. And then there's just some folks that aren't capable of performing to the standards needed for the position that they're in. How does the exercise of relational leadership help executives and managers identify and, and more importantly, then deal with individuals falling into these three cases?
1: Well, first of all, I agree with you. Attrition is not bad, right? uh, uh, people that are not the right fit, for whatever reason, uh, they, they're they not going to help your cause. They're not going to help themselves. They're not going to help you. It's just not going to be a good situation, and something needs to be done about it. So, uh, you know, that's, that, that's absolutely, you know, employment for life is just not a good idea, unless you're so big that you can always find something for somebody to do, but there's not too many organizations like that anymore. You know, yeah, yeah. So uh the idea is that it has to be a good fit and as a relational leader it is your responsibility I mean your basic responsibility is to 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 try to make sure as best you can that the people you bring on fit the you know schematic that you've got laid out for that organization and uh so so one thing as a relational leader you have to be absolutely certain and clue in on what attributes you need from people to be successful in your organization. I mean, if you're going to be the chief engineer, well, boy, you better have those, you know, uh, uh, skill sets to, mm-hmm. to do that. And anything less than what you've laid out is is a, is a game breaker. You can't work here,
0: right? Right. So
1: you've got to do that kind of up front, uh, in, in in my view, um, uh, and and in my view again, you have to spend a lot of time up front in, in uh, uh, making uh, an understanding of of who who you are, what you are, what you need, what kinds of people work here successfully, uh, what do they look like, uh, how do they act, all that stuff, and then make sure that that you're that. That you're communicating that to the individual that is uh, uh, that's in your employee, and if they and if they're not there, uh, then it's your responsibility to take them out. You know? right. uh, and 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 you know because they become uh, sore in, in the organization. They they you know I don't want to say like they're a cancer, but in in some ways they are. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just because other people will judge you by what you do with people who are not fit to be in your organization. Yeah. Uh, we also anybody that, that hires people knows, you know, you, you don't always make the right decision. It seems like it was a good fit, but, you know, six months later, you know it's not. And six months later, if you don't do anything about it when you know it's not, then that's on you. And, yeah. and you need to... You need to fix it, and uh, uh, and and again, you have to keep in mind that people are always watching you in what you do, and if you can't move on someone uh, who needs to be moved on, then you know they're going to say, see, I told you, this is no different than any other place that ever works, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: they act a little differently, but they don't really fundamentally are any different, you know? Right. Right. Uh, I'm working my tail off, and this you know fellow over here is is not, or he's working to counter purposes, and does only cares about himself. He doesn't care about the organization. So, so you you have that you know dynamic that's going on that you've got to uh, always be aware of, and you can't you just can't uh, let it slip. You've, you've got to come and understand that that this is not the right thing, and you have to do something about it and the sooner you do it, the better we've talked in the past about fixing people. you can't fix them right they are what they are and and if they're not the right fit, and you miss something, you know people will say just about anything to get a job, <laughs>
0: so, yeah,
1: <laughs> so you got to keep that in 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 mind. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and some of them are better at it than others in terms of what they say and 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 some of them will get past your screening you know mm-hmm. uh, sure but so what you know that's all a pile of life It's what you do with what what you're confronted with is what makes you a leader you know? that's uh, right yeah you know? I mean that's why you got the job uh that's why you're the leader because mm-hmm. you can make decisions about things and you just can't uh, uh let let folks uh, stay on who are, are, are not uh, able to to do the work or not able to uh, work within the structure that you have uh, the people that you have the environment that you've created and all of that and uh, you know we all know that there's very very talented people uh, and we've you know who who can't work in certain environments sure uh, and and so you need to move on we had a I remember early in my career I had a young man that worked for me he was one of the first people that, that worked for me right? mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to admit I did not hire him okay. <laughs> my, my boss hired him said so he's gonna work for you and uh, this fellow won a, a Groucho Marx look-alike concert with uh, contest so, <laughs> <laughs> gives you some sense of it. Uh, but he he he, uh, and he. was very bright. Sloan School of Management, graduate. Right?
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And I mean, so I'm not talking about your basic sloth here. We're talking about the bona fide, smart person. Right? Mm-hmm. He just didn't know how to get out of the way. He couldn't, he could not uh, uh, he had very few relational skills and uh he just, he tried. He worked hard, but mm-hmm. he could not do it. And, and I finally had to go into my boss and say, listen, it's me or him. He's got to go, you know. Mm-hmm. My boss was very impressed that he was able to hire a Sloan graduate, right? I said, yeah. get get over that, right? So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, and which he did, and, and and we moved on. but But sometimes we keep people on for the wrong reasons. and uh, and 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 in this case, we're keeping this guy on because he was a Sloan graduate, and you know, we got a lot of reasons why we keep people on that are not legitimate, Mm -hmm. and you got to, you know, you got to fix that.
0: Yeah, Uh, and letting people go for the right reasons is really what I would consider people centric, because if they're not being successful. They're not going to be happy in their position.
1: No, but yeah. With the, those one or two exceptions that I told you, most people know that they weren't doing their job well. They weren't happy on their job. They they just didn't know how to quit. Right. Right. And they were relieved when you did that for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in almost every case, people said, "Oh, thank you." You no know, I, I have got to thank you for doing this because I would never have done it right and and i I'm, I'm making that simple but it's not not simple as simple as 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 it might seem but but people really do uh they're relieved it's a great deal of pressure being in a place where you don't fit for whatever reason
0: yeah, absolutely, and it lifts the pressure off of them and, and as you pointed out earlier, it relieves a lot of pressure amongst their peers in the organization.
1: Yes, and it builds belief systems yeah. that, uh, yeah. that, that you really do care. You care about everyone. Uh, and sometimes you have to do something that's distasteful for one for the benefit of all. And, uh, yeah. uh, and, and really, in the end, it's not even distasteful for the one. But you feel it is in such, in such a way that you don't want to do anything about it. And we've all seen people on the job who just can't come to grips with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, we have. Unfortunately, we have. Now, Frank, I want to talk about the other side of the coin, and that would be the attraction part. And certainly, I think people want to work in the type of positive and reinforcing environment that you've described as being what relational leadership results in. What are some of the key personal qualities executives and managers should consider as they interview and assess whether or not to bring someone into their organization such that those folks that they do bring in contribute positively to the organization's environment and at the same time they don't detract from the environment.
1: Well, the first thing, and I mentioned it just you know in our last discussion, you have to be really clear about what your needs are. You know, mm-hmm. what is what is this organization about? What do we need in it? Uh, what kinds of people are they? What kinds of talents do they have to have, et cetera? <clears throat> but but let's assume that we have done that. Then then what? The leader has to think of this process of hiring as a two-way street. It's not just I got a job, and you need to count out in me to get that job. Uh, the leader has to say, I have a job. I've got a great company. You are a great person. You have a lot of talent. Let's figure out. Let's discover between the two of us whether or not this is the right job for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and be very open about you know, who you are and who you know who you know he, he, this individual may not be working for you directly, so who who is he gonna be working for? Who is she going to be working for? And and what are they like, you know? Because those sure. people I'm not likely to change. I used to tell folks, listen, I'm opening myself up to you because I want you to know who I am. I'm not very likely to change. Right. (laughs) If you don't don't like me or you don't think you're going to work well for me or with me, then gee, don't come here. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, it's not going to magically become better. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're not going to fix me. I'm pretty comfortable with who I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've said those very words to people time and time again. And, you know, don't test it because it's just not going to work for you. Right? Mm-hmm. This is what I expect. This is what I do. This is how I do it. You know, it's different perhaps than what you're used to, but it's what it is. And you're going to have to like that. And a lot of people don't like that. So, it's just opening yourself up, opening the organization up, letting them see it. You know, in my book, you may remember, um, uh, so Alan Burkhardt, he, he, uh, he had a very unique thing that he would do with new employees. He gave them 30 days. He hired them, gave them 30 days, sent them out on a task uh, to discover the company and come back and report to him what, 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 he, what they discovered. And they had 30 days. They had no job responsibilities during this time, other than to learn about the company and report back to him 30 days later as to what they found out. And he called this whole process, uh, you know, hard in, easy out. So, okay, you got a job. Uh, we haven't really. You're not going to actually do anything with this job right away. Uh, but you are going to learn what this company is about. And then 30 days from now, we'll make a final decision.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, you could go and you could talk to anybody in the company yeah. and ask them what they think about this, what they think about that. What is this? How does this work? How does that work? And, you know, what is this company about? Do you think it's good? And bad? He did that with people. You know? At the end yeah. of 30 days,
0: they either wanted to
1: stay or they didn't want to stay. Yeah, most most of them want to stay. <laughs> most sure. of them would die to stay there. Now, <laughs> you know, you don't see that too often. Uh, I thought that was a remarkable thing, uh, and uh, Alan worked that out. I think he worked that out with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But he did it, and he was very open in his hiring process. Uh, but if there was, uh, I think if there was ever, if there was any doubt whatsoever. He went through that. He was willing to invest that because he knew the other side of it was, you know, he was gonna to have to act on this person one way or the other, you know, sixty days from now or ninety days from now. And yeah. he didn't want to do that. Right? He was willing to you know, to put up the thirty days and, and uh, mm-hmm. either get himself a bona fide or, or not. So it comes down to, in my view, being open, letting people know what they're getting into and letting them be very clear about what it is that they're getting into and being sure that that's what they want, that it's a two-way street. It's not just my deciding, I want you here, right? Right. Uh, it's it's my deciding, I want you here, and you deciding, I want to be here. And, and it's not because I need a job.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's a powerful motivator.
0: <laughs> that, that, <laughs> it, that can be, yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: It's 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 you know it's easy to say this you know uh, uh, but but sometimes it's in practice it's not so easy but in the end you know working some place where you're not going to be happy most people realize that's that's a dead end for them yeah you know? yeah and uh, even even taking that on a short term basis is not good uh, so it's that to me is if we can do that then, uh, you know, we're going to be much further ahead of the game and and we're going to have better people there. They're going to buy into what we're doing or not. And mm-hmm. if not, they're not going to be happy and they're going to say, you know what, there are other jobs. Let me go find one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've turned down jobs so mm-hmm. a lot of times. Oh, uh, sure. It's just, you know... It mean, wasn't the right reason, right, right, the right situation. Right? Yeah, uh, the right person, right, right job, wrong person. Right, mm-hmm. not going to work there. Right? So, um, but it takes, you know, it takes a special person to be able to put that in front of a potential employee, so that they yeah. feel comfortable. And that's the idea in the end, that they feel comfortable saying this isn't the right fit for me.
0: Absolutely, and, and I've been in those same situations too and have turned down the job, not because I didn't like the company. It was a great company. I just didn't feel the job was a good fit.
1: I had one time, uh, Nathan, this fellow wanted me to take this job. and It was an important job and it was going to lead to a very important job. I was going to replace him. right?
0: Mm, okay.
1: Uh I couldn't there was no way on God's green earth that I could ever see myself working for this individual.
0: Oh huh? uh, yep. None.
1: And and finally he kept coming after me, you know. <laughs> what can I do to make this and I finally said, You need to listen to me and look at me in the eyes here so and, 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 and listen. There is no way on earth that I could ever work for you please don't ask me again. Yes. That was the end of that. So, <laughs> the only time I ever did that, but I, that's what I had to do to get him to uh, say, you know, okay, we're not going to move on here. Yeah. Well, so I did it, but... Yeah, it's uh, usually doesn't get to that, obviously, but it's uh, uh, it can, and and uh, yeah. you just have to know that it isn't the right time or place, and uh, and why it's not. I and mean, it could be the person you're working for, it could be this the job, it could be the you know the company, it could be any number of things. Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you just need to to know what it is, the environment. You know. and maybe you have to move, when you move. and you don't want to move. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you need to know what, what's gonna be best for you.
0: Absolutely. Well, Frank, I want to thank you not only for your time, but for sharing your insights on creating a positive, reinforcing workplace environment that not only attracts top talent, but also helps the organization to retain its best employees. I've really enjoyed our conversation this evening. And I look forward to talking with you again soon about relational leadership and this time focusing on the building blocks of trust. So thank you again for joining us.
1: It was great to be with you, and I'm looking forward to the next time.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Strategy-Driven Leadership Conversation. I would like to personally thank Frank McIntosh for being with us today and sharing his insights on how to create a positive and reinforcing workplace environment. As always, we would appreciate receiving your feedback by email at podcast at strategydriven.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider voting for us on Podcast Alley and visiting our website at www.strategydriven.com. You can find more information about Frank McIntosh and his book, The Relational Leader, at www.fjmacintosh.com. Until next time, so long.